0: finished steaming some broccoli so let's uh brock and roll shall we
1: oh god i bet it smells delicious in there it is
0: it was uh i'm doing a two a day after this and so i have to have foods that are digested quickly which are also very delicious like steak but anyway All right. let's yeah let's start the shit off uh ham horn i gotta get the app hold on baby.
1: what's that air horn
0: oh there you go you want to
1: kick us off uh lord pooty sure so last time we talked they were getting ready to merge well i guess you'd call it like a pre-merge merge merge, going from three charts to two and we made some pretty accurate predictions last time scary accurate yeah it's because we're smart as
0: fuck yeah also rob found the idol literally like an hour after the podcast so sucks that we couldn't include that one uh, live live.
1: Well, a couple of idols were found this round.
2: In fact, all of them were found
1: this round. Did Rob find the first one?
2: Rob's Rob found the first one or literally right after we finished the podcast last week. OK, that's right. A round
0: of clues before everybody else. I, and that's a factual statement. That isn't me just jerking them off.
1: Yeah. So we'll get to the other idols once we get to those episodes. I guess you'd call them. Right after that podcast, we went into the swap and immediately Kellen became the star we knew she was because she. was selected to be the nomad. And and in the podcast, I said that's who if I had to pick somebody who would be the best nomad thematically for the story, it's Kellen because she gets a little bit of a revenge storyline for being like the black sheep of her tribe for a while.
2: Oh, it was so good, though, because not only did she just get to be immune from the first round of voting, but she talked to so many people and told everyone so much shit and then had like a huge falling out with Chelsea where they now hate each other and just set up enough drama for the rest of the pre-merge and potentially into the merge that I'm going to be devastated if she gets voted out and we don't get to kind of see that come full circle.
1: So what do you guys think of the Nomad twist so far? We've had two Nomads as of this podcast, but let's talk specifically about how Kalen's played out and what we think this twist will impact the rest of the game. So far,
0: I think it's had two big effects, aside from the idol, which I'm not even going to consider coming out. So the first thing that I found Is that the cross-tribal talking? I think has really helped blur some of the lines, Um, especially for Kellen who played it. I think a lot more just like going at it and talking to everybody about everything, setting up some bridges and burning some old ones. And so, and then Alex been like a little bit more reserved and a little more strategic about it. But I do think it has helped blur tribal lines. And the other thing is that I found with it was that it has made I think both the tribes, whether they actively like to admit it or not, has made them look for easy votes. Because in a way, especially Kellen's round, she was playing so much telephone, and people were telling each other like, "Hey, Jed said this." Hey, like she was communicating between the tribe. And so, if you were to like vote some way that other people like that you didn't say you were going to vote that way, like if you were going to pull off a blindside, not only are you lying to the people on your tribe, you are also lying to the people on the other tribe who, through telephone, have heard what how you're planning on voting. And so, I think that made people want to play a little more safe on their tribes
1: okay i could see that and then we also saw not only is there the dynamic of these tribes being pretty evenly split just by random happenstance there's also a little bit of like we saw chelsea throwing this first challenge to get rid of an inactive in brendan praise jesus
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I think that the Nomad in general has been super effective just in the fact that we're seeing Rob and Gabby and Alec and some of these more strategic players trying to make like a cross-tribal alliance that kind of started with the tar twist. So I think that it's setting up for a really, really interesting post-merge because all of these people have kind of these pre-existing relationships despite not being on the same tribe together. But like Walk said, I think it's made this portion of the game, this kind of swapped time a little less exciting because people are really conscious of the fact that the other tribe might swap somebody out with them or you know may have heard some of the rumors through the person who's the nomad so I'm really excited to see how it plays out going forward I don't know I think it's it's paying off so far, I wish it was a little more volatile right now, but I think we're going to see the volatility come later.
1: Well, and that's that's a good point. We'll talk about like both of these first boots were not necessarily like power players or people who've stepped up necessarily like we thought they would. And to me, that's okay. I'd rather have a backloaded season than a frontloaded season where oh, for sure all the good people go out early. You know, I'd rather it be kind of a slow build to the merge and then the merge be crazy. Hopefully, that's what's happening here, I and mean, it's what seems to be happening at the very least we're keeping all of our star players in the game, which is great. And and like you guys said, I think the merge will end up being a little all over the place. My biggest fear with the Nomad Twist was that, as I mentioned before, it was going to be just a way for original tribes to get back together. But it's become a way to break down tribal lines, which is perfect. But let's get into... Kellen a little bit. So Kellen has decided to swap to the Amar tribe, replacing Alec, who is now the nomad there. What do we think about Kellen's decision to go to Amar, and how do we think she's doing on that tribe? Well, I
0: think talking about that wouldn't... You You kind of made it sound like, oh, she just picked to do that. There was at least three different times she swapped her decision. It started off with she was going to swap with Natalie just because she liked how Natalie was role-playing and thought it was funny, so she was gonna swap there. Then people started telling her, hey, don't vote out Natalie. Natalie, we're like trying to get rid of the original finesse people. They're willing to vote her out, so we should swap with someone else. And so, okay, so then she's like, all right, I'll swap with someone inactive, so that way they can't take advantage of the managers. So she's going to swap with Davy. Then, basically, she realizes through the grapevine that on the Finassa tribe, should she swap over there because she burns a bridge with Chelsea, that she would probably, if she had swapped with Davy, she probably would have been immediately voted out, which was smart of her uh, because I think that probably would have happened. And so instead, she flip-flops back. And in order to have a harmonious Natalie vote, she swaps with Alec, who, I guess, of the Finassa people, of the active Finassa people, she thought was the least threatening. But he obviously found the idol of right away and stuff.
2: I agree 100%. I think that she made the right decision of where to swap. It was just really fun to follow the back and forth over the full day of, first, it was going to be swapping with Natalie, and then it was going to be swapping with Davey, and then it was going to be swapping with Alec, and then there were some rumors that she was going to be swapping with Jed. I and mean, it's just like classic Kellen. Everything that she does is just She's unpredictable, I think is the best way to put it. She talks through all these decisions and makes a decision, but then goes back on it two minutes later when somebody else comes to with new information, which is really fun to watch. And I think it's going to make for a lot of fun gameplay moving forward.
1: I could really see Kellen becoming kind of the linchpin in the entire game. Like, I don't see her being an easy boot at any point because she's kind of in the middle. And I really think she's going to determine what alliances are in majority come the merge.
2: Yeah, I agree. She has a really good relationship with all of the people from the original Phanasa tribe on the New Amar tribe, like Gabby, Alec, and Mike, all really like her to a point where Sebastian has even like said in his confessionals that he's like really considering where he needs to cut people because of how well they get along with Kellen but he wants Kellen to be like a loyal member for him so I think that'll be interesting but she all I don't want to I don't really think she has a great relationship with like Rob Jed and Stephanie but you know she definitely has enemies on that side with Angela and Chelsea so it'll be interesting to see how all of these relationships that people have built using the nomad will play out because Kellen's kind of just like smack dab in the middle of all of them.
1: I think we've hit on Kellen's point, so I want to bounce around a little bit. But just looking overall, and we'll get into these people individually, but I think we've had some people rise in our estimations and some people drop dramatically in our estimations. Most notably, I think Gabby, Sebastian, Angela, Rob, few of those guys have really, and Jed in particular, have really risen in my rankings of good players. And then we've had some people like Mike and even Davey, who I I thought would pick up a little bit, who are kind of floundering right now. And even Gondia a little bit, I thought would be a little more integral to the alliances. And really, these people are becoming kind of background players. Yeah, not not power players or anything like that. They're just like numbers or easy vote offs.
2: Yeah, I will say for Gondia, I do feel a little bad for her only because being separated onto the Amar tribe from all of her allies and only being there with Clay, who she doesn't really have a relationship with, kind of like cut her off at the knees. And I think if like she and Clay would have been a little more active and talking to the Nomad and talking to Sebastian and Donathan, I think that she could have set herself up really well. The problem is instead you had Gabby, Mike, and Alec who really started busting their asses at the swap to kind of gain the majority. And she's just kind of on the outside, isn't in the States. So I think she's kind of having trouble communicating with people outside of our scheduled hours. So I feel a little bad for her, but I do agree. I think Mike is starting to get a little and not necessarily I don't think he realizes it. I think he thinks he's doing fine but like just reading everybody else's confessionals and reading some of the chats I think people are really catching on to like how connected he is within the tribe and how little he really keeps to himself so I'm interested to see how that plays out
1: yeah I think that's the main point is like he was in such a good position on Fanasa that I didn't I thought he was playing a little bit better than he actually is. And at this point, I think he's he's unaware of his position and how obvious it is. And that's dangerous for him. And likewise, Gabby and Sebastian know exactly his position and are on to it. And and really, Gabby and Sebastian are just better players. And it's showing, you know, <laughs> I mean, they're using Mike as their number or shield or easy vote off or however they're thinking right now. He's in not someone who's making the decisions, he's alone for the rod.
2: Right. Although after the Natalie vote, he does kind of think he's a little bit more in the driver's seat. I think that may have given him a little bit of false confidence moving forward because he kind of drove that vote, which... Wasn't necessarily unexpected, but I think that's kind of playing into like him getting a little messy now because now he's trying to double deal and wheel in with everybody else. So yeah, he hasn't.
0: His original tribe never went to tribal, and like obviously being able to survive the first couple of votes is big. He was in a kind of a gimme majority alliance, just in that they all showed up. And then from the early game, he hasn't had to face any consequences. And so why would you change anything? It, I think definitely like the longevity of the game. And I think this is his first time, right? So I think that, that's kind of shame.
1: Yeah. And that's not to say he won't do well because, you know, he won't be the threat I thought he was going to be going into the end game. I think now he's in danger of that goat player that we originally thought. But we'll see. I mean, he, he's got he's got something. It's just not all there on this particular tribe. We'll see what happens in the merge. I think that might that's going to determine his
2: fate. Yeah. Some of the other people that I've noticed Mm -hmm. that have kind of fallen out, I think Donathan kind of had like a really really quiet week, which was a little disappointing. Just didn't really see him on that much. He's posted some confessionals, but like really hasn't made any effort other than just being Sebastian's ally for this week.
0: He had made a note of that, though, that he was seeing his long-distance boyfriend for the week uh, and had said ahead of time he wasn't going to have that much time on him, so.
1: Well, hopefully we can look forward to him stepping up a little bit. Also, he's been separated from Chelsea. It was his buddy on Jalal. So, you know, it might be a little bit of that and, and like Walk said, some activity right. issues this week. Hopefully this coming week, he can step up a little bit. Yeah. Um, we'll see, especially as these numbers start getting down. There's going to be a microscope on some of these people. He definitely does
0: need to be careful, though. So I think, like, deserve it or not, after this week, Sebastian correctly identified that he kind of looks like Sebastian's plus one right now. And speaking from experience in games, looking like somebody's plus one, regardless of what actually happens later in the game, is an awful thing for your win stat, like your ability to win with the jury. I think he's kind of in a pickle where he would have to separate from like the Chelsea Sebastian people if he really wants to like bloom into a winner. Well,
1: I think, you know, as we get into the merge, we begin to ride these background players into we kind of put the spotlight on them at tribals to try to push them into making a move or at the very least make everyone aware of the fact that they're kind of a go behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and in some cases we can push people to kind of go a little over the top or overcompensate, which could be fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Another under the radar player who I have almost no opinion on is Clay. Anything you guys want to add about Clay?
2: I'm really hoping that he is around this week and even just to talk to people before he inevitably gets caught up. In, oh, like we can all bet out Clay because none of us have a strong enough relationship with him kind of vote. I'd like to see him do at least something, but I just kind of feel like as of right now, everyone just sees him as the obvious vote the obvious target when they all need to agree on something.
1: Perfect. I mean, really, I, I hate to say it. It seems like a nice enough guy, but he ain't doing it for me. And if he's not going to play the game, get out of the way for people who will.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he, I, I don't think he understands
1: totally how much time you need to invest. I've only ever really seen him log on around challenge time. That's a good point. And, and really, I'm, he's going to be someone that really annoys me if he can slip through the game because he's one of those people that's like active enough where I can't remove them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would be easier if he was just inactive so I could remove his ass, but we might be stuck having to, having to keep him around. In which case, I will ride him every tribal council until he either quits or is forced to do something. Mm,
2: that'll be fun. Who else haven't we talked about on the Amar tribe? We can just kind of finish that one up.
1: We've saved the best two for last, and that's the unexpected but very exciting alliance between Gabby and Sebastian. Yes.
0: Well, it depends how you think anime is exciting,
1: but. I don't know about that. I just know that Gabby is one of our stronger strategic players and Sebastian is probably one of the strongest strategic players. So these two coming together was unexpected for me. I kind of thought Sebastian would rub Gabby the wrong way, but they've gotten on very well and have bonded over uh, being weeds, apparently. Oh God,
2: I'm super excited about this, mostly because I think that the two of them are going to approach things in such a different way. And I also think that both of them are good enough to realize that the other one is good so i kind of see this as like an alliance for now and i think both of them are more than willing to cut each other later down the road as they start to hit a point where like they realize oh this is like the one person that i probably can't beat so i'm going to be interested to see who takes a shot first
1: an alliance of convenience i I don't know i'm going to hammer to those two guys in particular you know, as we get down in the numbers, threats become big targets. And do you really want to get rid of threats when you're the next on the chopping block? You know,
2: right? No, I mean, I'm just going to be fascinated to see how the two of them play out. Because I mean, I think uh, Sebastian has already noted that he knows Gabby is kind of being like, I don't think he says that she's lying to him, but she's like being a little stretching the truth, um, telling him things, but not telling him the whole truth. So I think if that kind of continues, I think We know Sebastian isn't afraid to swing for the fences, so I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, got kind of fed up with it and tried to make a move at some point.
1: Yeah, this is definitely Sebastian's peak in the game, and and that may be bad if he doesn't parlay that into a long stretch of the merge, but so far he started on this tribe, if you guys remember, really fucking up that challenge to the point where everyone was furious with him and wanted to boot him and then almost overnight he turned it around because they ended up winning immunity by sheer miracle and he ended up becoming like really close allies with Gabby who was ranting her confessionals that she wanted to get rid of him Mm -hmm. and I think that's a testament to how likable Sebastian is and really he's been kind of keeping his craziness in check like he's not making crazy moves or trying to get rid of Gabby you know he's really kind of keeping a lid on it which is great I just hope, hope he knows when to swing and when not to swing and that's gonna be his real test. Right.
0: He's got yeah, he's got the and he's realized this too, that he's got the likability thing down. People wanna work and that's I think much more of an asset in like a survivor game and like a big brother S game. But where it's as someone who he is admittedly a big brother person knowing when to swing and not to swing. Especially the merge I think is gonna be very really complicated because here's a Fanasa Jalal, link on the other tribe, which we haven't talked about yet, we have a Jalal Amar link pretty much. And so something's gonna to have to give. And so is he gonna know who to stick with when? I don't know.
1: Yeah. And I mean it could it could all be random would come the merge. I mean all bets are off then so let's let's jump into the other tribe the finasa tribe new finasa who's on that tribe that's
2: like the rob jed (laughs) stephanie tribe oh yeah okay
1: i'll start off uh, rob found the idol and i think the key players on this tribe have definitely been jed stephanie and chelsea really everyone except for Pat and Davey and Brendan. All these guys have really been playing hard and posturing. Yeah, Jed's kind of been playing in the middle. Angela has been very impressive with what she's been able to do on this tribe. Stephanie. I did not expect her to do well in this swap. I really thought she was going to get on some people's nerves. But here she is. I mean, she found an idol. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's almost like perfect. Like if I could script that, that's what I would have happen. And she's really playing well considering how out in front she is. And that's something we talked about last podcast.
2: Yeah. I'm excited to see. I mean, I'm excited for a lot of things on this tribe. But Stephanie and Rob going forward. I'm just really fascinated to see the two of them play together because it's just so obvious that they don't like each other, but they're like, once again, another alliance of convenience because they both want to work with Jed and they came from the same tribe. And I mean, it'll be interesting to see how long Stephanie wants to stick to a night one alliance with somebody that she doesn't really like. I could see that creating some drama moving forward.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely there are people who know Stephanie's calling the shots and are going to make shots at her eventually. Rob has really blossomed into an amazing player. Uh, I mean, we knew that on original Finassa, but even more so now that he's got some playing room, he's really stepped up. And also Jed on this tribe has stepped up, which I was not expecting from how he played on Finassa. He's really almost taken over Mike's role of playing the middle in a much more subtle and conniving way. He's been way better than Mike about what information he
0: chooses to let out. And so he let, he's let out just enough that everybody knows that he's on the same page with everybody, but chooses to omit certain things that make people think that he's like their number one sidekick in a kind of purposeful way, which is worked well for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's the most entertaining playstyle, but certainly it's a winning playstyle, and if he can keep that up through a merge, he's in great shape for an endgame run. Yeah, for sure.
2: I will say the one thing that makes me nervous about Jed would just be if people started to compare notes. I don't think they will, because he's done a good job of kind of putting himself in between people that are in an alliance but don't really like each other so like I don't think anybody's ever going to be coming together and being like oh like Jed told me this Jed told me that kind of unlike Mike who's been telling everybody everything but they're also all talking to each other so Mm. we'll see I'm excited to see how well, he does.
1: it's going to come to a head late in the game where if he's got all these people who believe he's a close number to them, he's going to be making decisions and becoming the swing vote. I mean, that's really where he's positioning himself, which can be dangerous if people know he's the swing vote. Yeah. So we'll have to see what what he does in the merge. But for right now, he's got a, he's got great ties with a lot of different players. Since we talked about Stephanie, I think we should talk about Chelsea, who's been kind of on the run on this tribe. Shockingly.
0: Yeah, she was she was the
1: first target of like when the Amar
0: people came in. They had pretty much decided they're like, Yep, I think there had been some word that she was like targeting Rob or Steph or something, and so they decided they were gonna go after her originally. But not having to go to tribal for a while changes things or they started off with an inactive and she has made significant inroads. With the,
2: uh, players. Yeah, and I mean, it also helps a ton that Chelsea might be like the single most active person on the server. And so she just gives herself so much more time to work these people. And Rob, I think, is arguably one of the top people as well. And so I think Rob who was originally one of the people pushing to get rid of Chelsea has had a lot of time to talk to her and has had a lot of time for her to kind of like push him in the direction that she wants him to go, which is just not voting her out so i think that that has really really helped her so far yeah for
1: sure how has i have not followed this super closely but how has her relationship with angela been from the old
2: tribe? um they have been tight yeah angela considers her her number one ally
0: which a- angela is someone who i wanted to talk about a lot about because i personally think she's the person best positioned to get into the merge.
1: You cut off a little bit, while you said to get into the merge. Yeah, I, I just, I'm a big fan of Angela's
0: position and what she's doing, um, just because the strategy she's playing has worked really well in the past in Stranded. And, she, and through her confessionals, we know exactly that it's what she's trying, she's accomplishing what she's trying to do, which is basically in the beginning of in the pre-merge, it's a, a very Sandra-esque strategy of just like as long as it ain't me being the like fourth person in a four-person alliance or something like that. And then when you get to the merge, it's about being, you people wanting to bring you in, maybe with someone else to do a vote, and going in with the intention of flip-flopping and only really making concrete alliances, work, like final alliances, once you get to, what 987. We saw Lucy play that way last season. Connor play has played that way multiple times, and she's conscious of it.
1: For sure, she is a winner threat. I mean, of the players, we know she's one of the better players. And it's interesting when the merge hits, you can see a change in people, but it's more unusual than not. So I think, you know, it's going to be a test for some players like Jed, Davey, uh, who we'll talk about in a second, Donathan, uh, Gandia. Uh, it'll it'll. Depend on if they're willing to step up and put themselves out there, which we have not seen so far in the game on how well they'll do. Yeah. And and I'm going to be hammering home when the merge starts. Like, look, this is when you've got to step up to the plate. If you're going to make moves, now's the time to do it. Everybody should have good connections with everyone else in the game
2: and really play to win or you're not going to, you know. Right. No, I'm super fascinated by Angela. I think that like we said at the beginning, she definitely came in and is really just at this point trying not to make waves. And I think that's been just the perfect strategy so far with both of her tribes, I think... Jalal was such a shit show that even though she had a target on her because her name was just randomly thrown out, I don't think she did anything to really deserve it. I think on this tribe, she's played it well because she talked to Rob with the tar egg, but the Rob and Stephanie drama kind of keeps her overshadowed. Chelsea's a much bigger personality, so she's overshadowed there, but she's got relationships with everyone on the tribe. I just, I don't see anybody else in the game that's really as well positioned as she is moving forward. So... I'm excited for that one.
1: And for her, I mean, there are people who are playing intense and always have the game on their mind, but she's really, I mean, level headed is the perfect way to describe her. She's got a good outlook on the game and is prepared to. I mean, it's not even like she's prepared to make moves, it's just she's she knows what she's doing, you know? Right.
2: But there are some <laughs> people I think, that I think don't know what they're doing. So if we want to move on to those two <laughs> for these last couple minutes before we have to get started on the challenge.
1: Yeah. Um, one of them is like completely not worth talking about a Pat who's been a complete disappointment. I mean, you know, he was the second replacement, so it's not like I was expecting a whole lot, but he certainly did not deliver on any of that. So I I don't even have anything to say about him necessarily. I mean, do you guys know of any anecdotes from his game?
2: I just I think it's funny that everybody is like so shocked to find out he's 15 and they're like, oh, wow, I thought he was so much older because he just is so like short with his answers. Like he responds with like one word. I don't know. I just thought it's funny because all of my experience with people who are 15 year olds in games tend to be so over the top and this is just like the complete opposite
1: yeah all right that's good enough about pat uh <laughs> let's move on to davy uh i actually really like Davey. i think i like him more than i like clay and i like pat and i think he could do something if he gets comfortable enough he's just it's very obvious he's still playing behind the curve um from entering late but at least he's like answering confessionals and he's engaged with people and he's talking to people you know what i mean
2: yeah, I think Davey would really benefit from like I said from with the same with Clay. I think he would really benefit if he was just around a little bit more. I think the biggest complaint a lot of people have about him is that like he just like is hard to get a hold of. And he answers when he does come on. I just think he would do well to just be around, take a day where you just like check your messages every now and then and send some that like the people might not be online, but you can still send them a message and just like respond at your convenience. I think that would be the best thing he could do for his game.
1: Well, I think maybe we need to remind some of these people that, hey, you should probably talk throughout the day and we've noticed you're not in the mix as much as maybe you could be, you know, and, and we're, wondering if that's a conscious decision or if you are just new to this, you know, I, I really think I should have that conversation with some of these people.
2: Yeah, I, I think that would be really good because I think Davey has potential if he was just like involved in the conversations. If he had any idea what was going on, I think he would be able to make a move. But I just feel like he's so out of the loop that like he can't really make a move because he doesn't know what anybody else is thinking. So
1: Yeah, and I mean, I'm not even as I'm not upset with Davy at all. Like I, I think at least he offers something. I'm more upset with like Clay and Pat, but I know Clay has potential. I don't know that Pat has potential.
2: Yeah, but can't really do much about that one. I'm, I'm terrified that those three
0: are going to be people that are just going to be dragged to that merge. That's the worst yeah. case scenario. Yeah,
1: I mean that's really. That's what we're looking at because that's the reality is once we get to the merge, the people who are no threat to win have you know, they can skate through the game. And I think we need to hammer that home of like, look, it's easy to get to the end. You need to get to the end and have a case to win or you might as well just go home now. Yeah. I agree. Or especially
0: yeah, just that remember that if you get to the
1: end, that's one spot that will be
0: taken away from you. You could possibly do. not not that specifically, but being you know, just well, banking on being the one person who is able to get the guts to end.
1: Yeah, I mean, i am been more and more bold about highlighting that fact in recent seasons, but I'm even going to be a little bit bolder this time of like, okay, you know, let's go to, I would even like to incorporate some kind of ranking of threat levels in to the merge. And I'm probably going to do that in some kind of twist this season. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah.
2: Do you think you're going to do it kind of more like the like the popular crowd thing? Like you might just do that earlier. Is that what you're
1: thinking? Well, we have the numbers challenge, which is always a good for that. But I I would like to specifically have everyone guess at the ranking of threat level and put on paper. These are the threats and these are the goats. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: I, I could see that working. My only worry would be like if somebody wasn't thinking about goats and all of a sudden they saw a list of who the goats are. That maybe they'd just be like, "Oh, well, those are the people that I'm gonna gonna work with from here on out." I'd like to think that they wouldn't do that, but
1: well, I, I don't think there's. I've always, I've taken the stance of there's no wrongdoing in highlighting what's actually happening in, in the game to everyone. You know, like kind of laying the cards out and be like, "Okay, you guys decide how you want to play this season out." You know. Okay. Yeah, no, I agree there. And I think this season, like the sooner we do that, the better. Uh, One last note before we sign out. We did not talk about Alec at all, who is the current Nomad. Alec found the idol, which is great. I think being the Nomad has benefited him greatly because he was not on our radar after the swap. um, And hopefully he becomes what we thought he would be in the merge is is my hope for Alec. And that he's just kind of playing it safe now.
2: Yeah, I think he's already starting, though. I think the Nomad was a good twist for him. Oh, shut up, Piper. Sorry, that's my dog. (laughs) No, I think Alec is setting himself up really well for the merge. I think Nomad was a great twist for him. I think that he's made some really good inroads with like Rob and Jed, which I think could be really beneficial to him. I also think that he is kind of like the least affected in this alliance of like Alec, Gabby, Mike, Sebastian, and Kellen. Like, I think he's maybe the best positioned in that group, because I think that Sebastian is already wary of Mike and he knows that Gabby's a little shady, but like he doesn't feel that way about Alec. And I think both um, Gabby and Mike realize that Sebastian is probably in with hands in a couple other pots, but they don't feel that way about Alec. So I think that the Nomad twist was really, really good for him. And I'm excited to see where he goes.
1: And listen to this. I, I just saw Davy's latest confessional.
2: Oh, did you he see that says- too? <laughs>
1: Well, Davy has said that Jed basically told Davy that he hopes he can stay, and he told Davy he's in the best position on the tribe. And Davy's base—I mean, he said in his confessional, "What the fuck does that mean?" That tells me I really need to step it up, and I'm being targeted, which is exactly what we need from Davy. I really hope that this is his turning point in the game, and I, I really like him as an as an underdog. You know? Yeah, me too.
2: Um, the other one that I saw in here was apparently Rob has now told Jed that they're planning a Stephanie Blindside, which oh boy. is, uh, I think that'll make for a really fun Tribal if Finassa winds up losing tonight.
1: So uh, just a little sneak peek of what's going to happen. It looks like Alec is picking Mike to be the next nomad, The next yeah. Nomad. So that should be interesting. It's also going to be interesting jumping into the uh, prisoner's dilemma twist right after we have someone swap with a nomad. And we also have some people on FNASA who know they are being targeted. I would love to see Davey take that. That immunity to tribal council. That would be incredible. Only if the outcome is that Pat goes home.
2: Oh, yeah, but it oh, won't be. Oh, Lord, please.
1: That would be a blessing. Let, I'm speaking it into existence just like I did I the, the Kellen nomad. I hope that I hope that that's what we're looking at. We are about eight minutes away from getting into the, all of this drama that we're about to about to witness. So hopefully, hopefully, we see some intrigue leading into the merge, which will be this week. Yeah, I mean, just to kind of wrap things up.
0: I, to me, there have been there are four players that kind of stand out to me at this point as they could really drive this thing home as the, as a winner, and those are Gabby, Alec, Rob, and Angela. Those, those four people send that to me.
1: I would agree. I think those people are playing the best right now. And I'm hoping to see I like I love when I can push someone into becoming a great player because you've got to remember a lot of these people are brand new to this. So if you can kinda of give them a wake up call, let's see what happens. I'm excited for the merge in that aspect.
2: Yeah. I think I think we've got a really, really good group of people going into the merge. So as long as like, you know, we don't have Pat and Clay kind of being dragged along to the end. I think that no matter what the outcome is, it should at least be interesting.
1: Let's pray for the best and hope hope they go. Yeah, this is
2: gonna be one of the,
0: kind of like Sri Lanka in that all, pretty much all the people going into a merge are gonna be good. Um, yeah, I, we're very excited for the merge. But I, I do think that even though there hasn't been as much fireworks, I do feel like the pre-merge has been more entertaining here than there was in year.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, these guys are good, and I think it's a testament to their being a good cast. You know, we've had some disappointments, but all in all, I think, you know, we should be proud of what we got and and happy with what we got you know agreed so i guess we're going to close it out as we are getting very near to start time it's been fun let's see what happens time for the prisoner's dilemma y'all can't wait
0: who's going to be the idiot that takes it this time actually no everyone i know at least since i've been hosting good token has lasted a while
1: yeah if i'm guessing it's like on amar it's going to be Sebastian and like I can't even think of anybody else on Amar who would take it probably it's Sebastian or Alec and then if it's Finassa I think it's gonna be Davy or Stephanie I could see that or maybe even Chelsea who's known that she's kind of been you know it, it, there's so many people on Finasa that know that they're in the firing line I can't imagine someone on Amar taking it you know right no I'm pumped I love this challenge let's see what happens this is Pooty signing out for episodes four and five
2: Danny and Piper Perry are pumped Let's get ready to uh, rock and roll Oh god <laughs> no. <Okay>. No. <laughs> Oh my god, we out, we're out